Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are here with our regular miss sarah frazier and we are joined by the one the only daniel ryan spaulding hello behind the velvet rope listeners oh my god what is going on i i'm so excited to be here i've i've listened to you guys for two years um i've i've listened to the podcast i listen to you all the time so it was so exciting uh, to get in touch with you and to be on as a guest. It's so nice. Well, we both follow you online. Sarah, start with start with how how you came to us. I know you guys like connected. I just I, look, I, I adore you. And for anyone that doesn't follow you, follow you, you popped off on TikTok. And I just I love it. You just call out sort of the craziness of this world. You do amazing work in raising awareness for people that are anti-Semitic. And I just think it's a scary time. And by helping our Jewish friends, it doesn't mean that you don't recognize that, of course, nobody wants war. We want peace yeah. everywhere. Everybody has the right to have a great place. But what is happening to Jewish people is scary. And mm-hmm. uh, your videos are just so poignant. I love the work. People should check you out if they don't. And you you just make it funny. I mean, you know, you're you're you know, you talk about being gay and yeah. uh, just the, and, and I think I think where I connect to you and then we'll get into our topics. But. I think we're all about being having people have rights, but some of this woke stuff has just gone so bananas. And I appreciate a voice yeah. like yours that I think you are completely for, I mean, everybody having rights and love and all that. But I think you see some of the <laughs> craziness that yeah. people, people are out there. And uh, thank you for doing it. So I just, I no, love it. Of course. I'm honored that you're even a fan of ours. Oh, of course. I yeah, know. Thank so, you for listening so, to us. Absolutely. I've been doing stand-up comedy for about 15 years. Um, I just recently moved to the United States. I'm Canadian, but I've been living in Europe for the past 12 years. So my career has mainly been in Europe. Um, and over the past few years, I've, I've uh, sort of been visiting Israel because I lived in Berlin and there were lots of Israelis that live in Berlin. And so I became friends with people from Israel and I started going and doing shows there and I, I've built sort of a following there and made lots of Israeli friends and uh, as the years went by I sort of forgot that people 
had such a different concept of what life was like in Israel and uh, information about the conflict that they just don't really have. Um, and so after October 7th, I was just really shocked to see the reaction of some of my friends. Um, of course, like war is always a tragedy. We don't want war. We don't want civilians to be hurt in war. But it just sort of shocked me that people couldn't really grasp the fact that Hamas is a terrorist organization. It's not a resistance movement. It doesn't represent the Palestinian people. It oppresses the Palestinian people. It's like, it's a genocidal death cult. Like there, it's a sick, sick uh, group of psychopaths. And this war was started by them. It's not some sort of movement to free the Palestinian people. It's, it's a very um, scary thing. And so to see people's reactions to it after October 7th, like I was in Israel just a week before the attack and I had friends posting things like, Palestine has the right to defend itself. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like if I had been there and I was kidnapped or murdered, would you think that was okay? Like this is terrorism. And so, um, what I've learned over the past little while um, doing this advocacy is that there are basic facts about Israel that people do not know, uh, and also that people are, un are seem to be unwilling to learn. Um, you know, people think that Israel is this apartheid state. No, 20% of Israel is Arab, either Muslim or Christian. It's a multicultural society. All those people have equal rights in Israel. Um, you know, also in terms of colonialism, Israel is not a colonialist state. It's a refugee state. There's so many things that people have just completely um, misunderstood and misperceived about Israel. And that's because of a concerted effort to put out um, misinformation. And, and it's scary. And what I've learned is that anti-Semitism isn't like other sorts of forms of hate. It, obviously all hate, all prejudice is wrong, but anti-Semitism is special in the fact that it's very ancient. Like we're talking about two, th like thousands and thousands yes, of when years Christ old. was born, yes, yes. And this has been, anti-Semitism is a tool it's a tool that people use the same way the Nazis used it. It's a tool that people use for ideological changes. It's this kind of hate that's like a blinding hate. It gives people this roller coaster of hate. And it's both kicking down, but it's also kicking up. Anti-Semitic tropes are very conspiratorial. It's always this idea of why do the Jews, why are they so influential? Why do they have so much money? And it's, and it's this very long-standing thing because for thousands of years, Jews have been persecuted. They try to kill them and then they find a way to survive. If they're not allowed to uh, you know, own land, if the only thing they can do is banking, then they succeed at banking. So all of these, all of these barriers that Jews have had to go through for thousands of years has made them, you know, um, like successful. And that's one of the th things people say, like you hate us because we're successful, but it's because it, it's like, and it just adds to this vicious cycle of hate that, that Jews 
find themselves in. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why Israel exists is that we need a place for Jewish people to be safe. Um, and so basically, this is something that a lot of people are thinking about. Um, a lot of people are concerned about. A lot of people in Hollywood, a lot of people in media, they're terrified to talk about this because it's a scary topic. And, um, and the voices against uh, Israel and against Jews right now, um, it's, it's, very, it's very much intimidating, it's scary, and people have a lot of passion, a lot of rage for war. And yeah, I also don't want war, but we have sure. to understand that this war is not against the Palestinian people, it's against Hamas. I'm really trying my best to talk about the hostages because if you want the war to end, you should also be supporting the hostages and calling for their release. So this is really, this should be a completely bipartisan issue and supporting the hostage families. Um, but these people have been met with dead silence. I am the only celebrity who would even do a press and I'm not even a celebrity I like just moved to the United States well Michael Rappaport has been very outspoken it has gotten a lot of true. before we do get into all of the Bravo there stuff, are which people, we're about but to get into. there needs to be there needs to be more we need to support the hostage families yes we do and and now um yes we we're totally with you and agree and we appreciate that so much and um now we get to switch gears and talk about yes. Bravo so you get to absolutely I mean, yeah. where where do we begin with our Bravo? I, I mean, there's Thank so much. But yes, a yes to everything you said. I could not agree with it more. I yes. am the actual Jewish person standing here. So, I mean, it is a yes. I will. Yes. Yes and yes. Um, Do we have to start with Kyle and Morgan Wade today? Do, yeah. do we have to? Oh, these girls. If Daniel Ryan thinks that we are queer baited or not, but uh, but Kyle did, you know, obviously this past week, uh, Morgan removed pictures of the selfies of she and Kyle together and uh, paparazzi caught up with Kyle this week in Beverly Hills. And Kyle says it's just because she's going to drop new music. A lot of artists do that. And that is why she's doing it. So I'm curious what you two think. Well, in general, I have a hard time understanding lesbian dynamics, but I think I'm a little confused because I think Kyle is confused. I think that um, I'm not entirely sure about the dynamic between them. I think that maybe sometimes women end up in this sort of uh, friendship that sort of blurs the line into romance. And um, I, I think it might be in sort of this gray confusing space um but i do think that kyle is not just platonically friends with her like i do think that they have oh. i absolutely the way she looks at her when she sings and it's clear to me that there is definitely something going on there um but uh i don't know like how far it's gone i don't know if she's necessarily aware of it that's the thing yeah i just i I'm just so over it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What do you guys use for your hair? I use Lola V. You know, the award-winning hair care line founded by the one, the only, Miss Jennifer Aniston. Lola V is as iconic as Jennifer is. I love Lola V not only because it works, but because of the ingredients. They're naturally derived. They're plant-based. There's no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, they're cruelty-free and vegan. My daily go-to is the restorative shampoo and conditioner. I use that every single day. But they also have post-shower glossing detangler, a lightweight hair oil, and so much more. Unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at LolaV.com. As our loyal listeners, you'll get an exclusive 15% off with your entire order when you use code VELVET at checkout. That's 15% off your order at L-O-L-A-V-I-E.com with promo code VELVET. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Do you ever get a food craving that just won't go away? I do all the time. The other day, I was just craving out of nowhere pow chicken. I was so in the mood for some good Chinese. Now, I don't have time to go out to my local favorite restaurant and find that and track it down, so I just turned to Cook Unity and put it on that week's menu. Cook Unity is the first chef to use service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your front door every week. It's cheaper than other delivery options. I got my Kung Pao chicken that week as one of my meals, plus 15 other options. You can pick as few as four or as many as 16 meals per week. Your food arrives fresh and never frozen. It's packaged so that it can be kept in your fridge for up to seven days. Right now, you too can experience chef-quality meals every week delivered right to your door. Just go to cookunity.com slash velvet or enter code VELVET before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code VELVET or going to cookunity.com slash VELVET. I really am just over this whole thing. I want this season of Beverly Hills to be over. Oh, wow. Really? You, you weren't well, into Merce in the purse? <laughs> I, okay, let me rephrase that. I'm into Merce in the purse. I have some shocking things to say about Anne-Marie coming up. I'm very into drunk Erica. Yeah. But I am just, I am just, yeah, I don't think Kyle's really aware of it. I think whether something has happened or not, I think she's in love with her. I saw that video last week or whatever with TMZ where she's like, she has new music coming out. She has a new project. Every artist does that. I mean, Madonna did do it. She scraped her entire Instagram for the celebration tour. Oh, all right. But I mean, give me a break. Okay. Give me a break. This is, I think these two know what they're doing. I think it's queer baiting. I think Kyle, like you said, I don't think she's aware of it. I think she's in love with her and I just don't care anymore. I just literally, I'm really over it. I would yeah. rather talk about Kim and Croy to, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Really? Yes. Oh, no. Ugh. Anything. Um. 
Okay, look, I still can't figure it out. I don't know. One day I think that they've hooked up. I do agree with you both that I think Kyle is in love with Morgan in some way, shape, or form. Um, I don't know. You know, we saw Nene Leakes do this. There's still rumors. I, I'm try- I actually I just talked to a source um this like a couple days ago who who says that producers are talking to Nene about RHOA. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that could be true. But Nene did the same thing with all her Bethany stuff and removed it, right? So Maybe, but and then I, it I, was I, removed from Bethany's. Right, I guess like if you post it and tag the person, and then you archive it, like Morgan archived it, so I guess it's still there. And then I guess it's removed from the other person's. I mean, by the way, I don't know what source or where you read this, but I yeah, do, do not think? think. No, I don't think Nene Lee's can come back to RHOA. I just don't. By the way, she's, she's heading media, to Lifetime. Video personality. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know what's going on at Lifetime. Her and Denise Richards are in a new movie about like four killer housewives or something. Tom Sandoval has a Lifetime movie coming out. Ariana was in. I mean, Lifetime is just like, let me get a hold of these. But Nene Leakes in a scripted movie with Denise Richards? Sign me up. I mean, that me too. Right? Like, yeah. Good for Nene. I think she can work. And I think she's she just hosted, what was that, like Bad Girls Club reunion or some show that I don't really watch. I don't know who watches it. But good for Nene for getting work. But I just don't think it's going to be on Bravo on The Housewives. I really don't. Yeah, it's a real tricky thing when an actress or an actor sues a network. That That's really, uh, I've had friends fired from TV shows for being pregnant. And I told her, I told my friend, I was like, why wouldn't you sue them? And she was like, yeah, good luck. Like, I'd never work again in this city. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think there's potential for Nini, uh, especially in terms of, um, like, uh, creating something on her own. That's what I we think she's, said. I think she's strong enough to carry her own show. We've said the same thing, but when she was on um, Bethany's podcast, you know, she Nini is waiting for someone to come to her to produce that to do that because we said the same thing like do launch your own podcast like that's the beauty you don't need anybody you could be self-distributing she'd have the number one show but it sounds to me like she either doesn't want to do that doesn't know how to do that she she feels that a network and she said she's been approached by many networks to launch her own podcast and then at the end of it or right before they're supposed to do a deal nothing happens Right. Well, the deal is not much. The deal is like, prove yourself and then there'll be money. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. That's how the yeah. podcast work, world works. What do you, okay, but you you had said something about Anne-Marie. So Anne-Marie Wiley was on Watch What Happens Live this week. A lot of people talking about her. Um, okay, well, what'd you think of that? I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Andy asked her about the anesthesiologist of America commenting on her, which she thought was fake at first because she's like, why is this? big organization commenting on my my comments or my degrees then the nurses (laughs) nurses of anesthesiologists stood up for her uh so that was i thought that was like an interesting back and forth and then she apparently says she doesn't want to hear the word esophagus ever again and she has repeatedly apologized to sutton Thoughts, thoughts. Go on. <laughs> okay, so I I think that anytime a housewife enters mid season, it's a very tricky thing. It could go one way or the other. Sonia, I believe, entered mid season, huge success. Catherine entered mid season, did not go well. My buddy, um, 
I th- I love Catherine too. I, and I listen, listen to she'll be the first. She'll be the first yeah. one to say I sucked as a housewife, David. You know? <laughs> I oh. think that um, I think that she came in and tried to overcompensate, and she overplayed her hand. We didn't get enough character building. We didn't get to like her. We didn't get to see some of her vulnerabilities. Usually once we kind of like someone, then we can kind of accept them as being messy, a a bit of a villain, a bit of a bitch. But I think that she came in wanting to impress Kyle, wanting to get in there. For me, she kind of ruined the dinner party from hell number two. Like, it was way too much about her. I would have been happier if they had paid a little more for Camille Grammer to be in this season or allowed Denise or, you know, given Denise a little more, a couple more episodes. I would have preferred one of the existing women that we already know as opposed to bringing in Anne-Marie. Camille, Camille. Okay, go on. I'm the only was, one that Marie doesn't bother me. I'm like, I, I no, don't even no. understand. This is my big revelation. You know, I just, there's something about me when someone becomes an underdog. I start to really, I will liked Diana Jenkins. I didn't hate her. And now, Ooh. okay, like might be a strong word. I don't think she was right for the show, but I really didn't hate her. I have to say slowly. Now, mind you, Anne-Marie is on a press tour because she has done every interview in the entire world in the past two weeks. So girlfriend is like, her team is like, get out there and get your name known. She's slowly starting. I think I've been too hard on Anne-Marie. That's what I, I want to say. I told you. I love Anne-Marie. I actually think she has a chance of coming back. I think she's doing the job Andy says, wait till the Spain trip. I mean, the Spain trip has come and gone. So it helped her. Like, she's is in there. I do think she came in way too hot. I think she is thirsty to, to make her mark and have a moment. A little fame hungry, probably, which I don't like. But she's slowly growing on me. She's slowly yeah. growing on me, this, this Anne-Marie. The more people hate her universally, the more I'm like, I'm starting to see she's speaking up and she's doing the job. So I'm thinking maybe Sarah, you maybe I'm starting to see your point of view on this one. I don't look, I I don't dislike her at all. And I mean, Sutton is, you know, Sutton gives people so much shit. She, she does so many things where she like, you know, I mean that famous scene where Dorit's just been robbed and, you know, she comes in, she goes, oh, but my clothes from Paris haven't arrived or some shit. I mean, right. it's like, is it really that terrible that Anne-Marie is questioning her eating and like you probably don't have a real esophagus thing? And we're never going to find out if that's true or not, because clearly people don't have to disclose their health issues. Mm-hmm. I just I I really hope she can. I hope she can bring a level of um you know, she has a high career, you know, a career that does take a lot of education, a lot of practice. And I feel like I hope Anne-Marie can learn some lessons from the professor who I think oh, we God. wanted the professor. I think we wanted the who? professor. <laughs> I think we wanted Wendy Osefo to sort of have like a level of, you Intellect. know, yeah. right. And she I did season Marie, one. Right. I hope Anne-Marie doesn't lose that. Uh, as we go on. One thing I will give her credit for was that to your point about Sutton, Sutton is, I feel like Sutton, Sutton gives a lot of shit, but she also gets a lot of shit because Sutton is authentically herself. And she's very easily rattled. 
and they bully her. They know that they're going to get a reaction out of her because she is so authentic and in the moment and has no self-awareness. She's not a calculated person like some of them. Kyle is a calculated person. So I do, and I think Anne-Marie is also calculated, but I like the fact that she switched her focus from Sutton to Crystal. Because Crystal is like having a dynamic with Crystal and having, because Crystal has a lot of um, Kyle in her. Crystal has a lot of- um, She's calculated. Yeah, she's very calculated. I think she was like probably, well, anyway, I shouldn't say anything negative about Crystal. I love Crystal. But I do say something negative about Crystal. We try everybody. (laughs) I do. I, I, I can see like the mean girl quality in her and her ability to uh, to put out information, to to repeat things that other people said and sort of twist it a little bit and, you know, mis- mis- uh, misportray what people said. Um, and she's gossipy in that way. So I'm glad that at least Anne-Marie focused her attention on Crystal in terms of stirring up some drama. There is such a double standard there because like Kyle just did some interview and they asked her, they said, well, let's watch this. It was Erica's clip on Watch What Happens of saying like, you know, to Andy, I hope that you eviscerate everyone at the reunion. And she was talking about Kyle and she's like, you eviscerated me when it was about Tom. And it really was towards Kyle. Kyle saw that and was like, "Uh, you know, okay. And I understand. And we did go hard. And I'm just like, well, if Sutton said this about you to Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens, that, you know, he she hopes you're eviscerated at the reunion. You have to answer for all this fake bullshit with Morgan and Mauricio and all this. You would be, this would be like World War Three if Sutton said this. Erica says it and Kyle's like, okay, well, you know, she's yeah. she, she literally went on to say she's a great friend. She's been there for me. So it's like. I don't know. I don't even know what that's not even an answer to anything you just said. I just had I just had to get that yeah. off my chest. Okay. No, it's true. Erica gets away with a lot. She's having such a good season though. She is, yeah. She I is. But she or she earned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also um she uh redemption you know, season. It's a redemption season. Hilarious. It's yeah, go on. No, no, no. Finish, finish away. Because I was going to say, now that we're talking about EJ, I wanted to see what you guys thought of um, Housewife and the Hustler Part 2. Well, I also just wanted to say about Anne-Marie, like, where are, other than the one initial scene, like, have her scenes alone been cut and is she being phased out because of Marcus and all the, you know, allegations against him? Where are her alone scenes? Where are they? I mean, you think about it, you even see Crystal has her brother, she has Rob, and she has that. I mean, obviously it's produced. They say to Crystal, okay, your housekeeper, she's interesting, throw her in there. Sutton, obviously, Avi. I mean, that's like so produced. I mean, he's real, but it's like, okay, this is your, Sutton's all alone. What are we going to film you with a cat? Okay, let's film you with Avi. Where are her alone scenes? We get tons of Dorit and PK and Jaga. It's like, that is what's really strange to me of like, I don't know what happened to her alone scenes. I mean, to your point, Daniel, that's why we're not getting to know her. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's, she's going the way of Diane Jenkins, I think. Well, Wait. if that's the case, change this cast needs a change. I, 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 I think you do. 
It's listen, it's highly rated. The only thing higher rated right now than it is Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump got a one three. This got like a one one. I don't know. Maybe they won't change it up. I mean, here I go again, as usual, mid-season making predictions that I mean, what's the point of all that? But all right, I have one more question than than yeah. other Beverly Hills stuff. I'm like but, a little but... bored. I don't know. Go on. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Do you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors, which doesn't shock me because I sit here all day working on this podcast, but what I was shocked to learn is that the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air. And in some cases, it's up to a hundred times more polluted, according to the EPA. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? That was all I needed to hear to purchase an Air Doctor. Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out 99.9% of the dangerous contaminants so that your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe-easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code VELVET. You will receive up to $300 off their air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code VELVET. Has anyone else had major drama in hiring for their business out there? How great does it feel to finally find the right qualified candidate and close out a job search? But what if I told you you get rid of the job search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is a great matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. I was able to hire the last ad sales rep that I hired within such a short period of time. Before Indeed, this would have taken me days and weeks, sometimes even months. Do you know that in the minute I've basically just been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide? 23 hires. Right now, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash velvet. Just go to Indeed.com slash velvet right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Starting is everything when it comes to fitness. I've started my fitness journey so many times, but I found it so hard to stay with and I've quit because I've never felt supported or guided. I felt like I was in this alone. That is until I discovered Peloton. Peloton helps you start no matter what level you're on, whether you're a beginner or an advanced rider, Peloton is there for you. They've got thousands of classes to get you moving. Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics, help you take the guesswork out of your workout, and they really encourage you to build from there. I also love that you can watch your favorite TV shows, and it's just so great. You're so entertained while you're riding. 
And they even have artist-themed rides. So Friday, after a hard week at work, it's me, it's Peloton, and it's Taylor Swift. But hey, if you don't like Taylor Swift, don't worry. They have so many other artists to choose from. So wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. But now, I, for me, can I just say one thing? Yeah. I like the fact that it's a little more low risk this season. I'm yeah. happy with a nice light season, like something like a like a season. I needed a season six. It was getting so dark with Lisa Rinna. And when it comes to people's marriages and sister relationships where families are being broken up, like it was so dark. And, and also the stuff with Erica where it was getting into cr- true crime almost. I needed like a breather and, and I'm okay with, you know, it's sort of, for me, this is like a reset season. I, I was just going to say a reset. That's a totally what, yeah, me too. And like, I do like a season where it's everyone. Wait, Crystal is fighting with Emery right now. Wait, Crystal's fighting with Dory. Like that's happening. Yeah. This is how, like, I really like, and you now Erica and I mean, um, Sutton and yeah, Kyle we, are having a bonding moment. Like, yeah. They right? needed that alliance broken up. It was that, that alliance was just awful. The, the Kyle, Erica... Dorit, Rina. It was just that, that was, they were all, they were, they were the mean girls of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I read, and I love when like Erica's out at the classic cat with Sutton and Garcelle. Like I love when it just, the dynamics change. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But so what is this, Sarah? Housewife oh, no, and Hustler just, I, part two. Oh, yeah. 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 T- t- okay. So part, so part two is coming of this. Um, d- Daniel, did you watch part one housewife and the hustler? Not only did I watch part one, I had a viewing party with 15 friends. In New York City and you did not invite I was me? Living in, I was living in Berlin at the okay. time. So I was there and some of my friends didn't know what was happening. They were like, <laughs> who are sp- these people? I sprung it on them. But for me, Housewife and the Hustler, the, the first one was like, I was fascinated by it, but it was also very serious and very dark. Um, I like that this one seems to be a little more, we're getting more into... Like the first one was informative and it was about the victims and it was about how much pain Tom yeah. Girardi had inflicted on these people. But this one, I like that it's a little more sensational. It looks like it's going to be more about, about Erica's role in it um, and about how her, like this is also the fact that she participated in it is part of this PR strategy to rehabilitate her image. Okay, and this so- is my question to both of you. You know, you're Daniel, you're in the entertainment business too. I mean, does it seem odd? I mean, she, first of all, Erica must be getting paid, right? I mean, to do this, she's sitting down with the victims. And how did she get in touch? Is anyone else confused? Like, how did she get no. in touch with the producers? That The first half, yeah. they pretty much make her look like guilty with Tom. And how awful Tom is. And they add on to all of her misery of what maybe she knew or didn't know. And then now it's like she's suddenly going to, I mean, she's sitting down at the table. I don't know what to say. I want to hear you. I mean, wait, is anyone else like lost how we got? Yeah. She, um, so I had heard some podcast interviews with one of the ladies who, um, is uh, advocating for the victims. She's yeah. been on Heather McDonald's podcast. She's going to be so- on another podcast that you know very well soon. Oh, oh possibly. But, but <laughs> Sarah's Erica, like, what? Erica uh, made an effort to reach so out. So forget to- about Heather McDonald. Pass. Dory, 
Sorry, it's okay. But, it's okay. but Erica has, has been trying to, and I think, I don't know if this is necessarily a strategy or is if it's something that she wants to do just for her own, like, you know, for her own spiritual sake, but she's been making an effort to reach out to these people and try to have some sort of, um, I, the thing is, I, what I'm not sure about is how much of it was her legal team holding her back from doing that. You're, you're just way, listen, I have nothing against Erica, but I mean, I have to be honest, you know, I take no sides. This is why people call me a flip-flopper. I, I, I just don't think it's the legal team. I think it's like, I yeah. don't buy it. I think this was, look, I mean, I was in the Randall scandal. Lala was in that. It is different, but I mean, I can tell you she got paid. So yes, Erica got paid for this. I think it's all, I don't feel any authenticity from Erica in meeting the victims, promising all sorts of things. I mean, there's a camera there. Here's the question, which maybe we'll get answered soon on the podcast. I mean, has Erica followed up? Has Was there promises yeah. made to the victims? Have you accomplished all these things? Really? No? What? What was that? I just think it's, uh, I just, I don't think it's authentic. That's just me. Well, she she did don't. say, what were the famous words? I don't give a about anyone else but me. You could swear. She said that. it. She said it. Uh, my EJ. I, I love it. Uh, Daniel, are you a fan? I'm I'm a huge fan of EJ's. I just I, I was love- I was initially. I think that she can get into a very dark headspace. Uh, and she can be very cruel sometimes. And she like Catherine Edwards said this once where she does this sort of like I'm a broad, like almost like this uh, May West kind of attitude. That, just, that is exactly fall, what Catherine. Edwards where it just kind of it falls so flat, and and it just doesn't work. But uh, but at the same time, I'm a gay man, and we love you know a comeback story. We love an exaggerated diva. There there are things that I think about. Her. I think she has aspects to her that are fantastic. This is, we, we don't live in a world where everyone is a Disney character, where they're entirely good and entirely evil. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, you know, so, so that is what it is. And I think she's definitely a captivating person. And I've enjoyed watching her on the show. My so- my gayness takes over with Erica sometimes yeah, too. It does. Definitely. It just like, I have blinders on. I'm just like, Fabulous, fabulous, darling. <laughs> yeah. And then I come back. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like mixed on Erica a lot. Yeah, I, I hope. I think it'll be a good. It'll that'll be a, a TV movie or a, a limited series. I would like to watch the Girardis. Oh, me too. Well, you're going to get to watch a limited series about her in Vegas. I mean, I went to the Vegas show. I mean, they're, they're bringing it to Bravo. I think it's like two, three episodes, four episodes. Wow. That's so great. I'm going to see Countess Luann tomorrow. You in New York or there? Yes. Yes. I we're going again. First of all, if you see her, tell her you know me. She is my dear. Oh. Someone, one of my friends was there last night and was like, come with me, come with me. And I'm like, I'm going with Sarah. So I'm not going. But have you ever seen it? You you will you'll love it. I'm so excited. It's oh my god. Amazing. I'll be I'll be screaming every song. Like I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. Uh wait, it's one a, more thing on. Beverly Hills, before we move on, the other thing that Anne-Marie revealed, and I believe lots of sources did this week, is Kathy Hilton shows up, is part of the RHOBH reunion. Um, All right. Why? Apparently, this was because they she needed to heal with Kyle. Like, they needed to have a moment. Anne-Marie teases that they have this very genuine moment. 
but then there's been a lot made of this. Is this Kathy's like play to return to the next season? Is Kathy coming back? What do y'all make of him? I think uh, they both want Kathy back and she wanted to come back. I think that it was, it wasn't resolved. It should have been resolved, but they needed a timeout. Uh, and I think that, um, I think it will be a better show with Kathy Hilton on it. You think she's coming back? I, I, I think that it's definitely possible. I, I, and I would like to see it. I would be very interested in that. I, I loved the seasons with her. I thought it was fantastic. Oh Me too. I just saw the replay of that very famous moment where, where Sutton's like, I'm tired of pretending everything's hunky-dory. <laughs> He's like, hold on. Who's hunky-dory? Yeah. I can't. We need her. She's so. Sarah loves Kathy. I, I, look, I would, yeah. I, even more than EJ, I just, I don't, do not speak poorly of my Kathy. I, I don't know. There's something about Kathy Hilton. I, I just think it's a dream to live that delusional. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like, it, it's like, me, who lives like yeah. that? For me, what I like about Beverly Hills and, and I, in terms of casting, if you were to have a cast shakeup, David, for me, what I, what I, what works for me is um, that Hollywood connection of former soap actresses or actresses in some way. Um, I, 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 have, I have not been as much fans of the housewives that have not been actresses. Like, give me an Eileen Davidson, a Lisa Rinna, Garcelle Beauvais. I like um, having uh, Denise Richards. Like I would even, I, I don't need my housewives to be in their thirties or forties. I would love someone like uh, Heather Locklear, even though she, I know probably that wouldn't happen, but I would uh -huh. love someone from that soap, you know, Melrose Place kind of I just world. had Daphne like, Zenega on my podcast. Oh, like, or Laura Layton. Like I would love someone like that. I would love someone like that too. I mean, Daphne is like, Hell's no, David. What the fuck are you talking about? I I would too. I would love that. I really would love that. You know, I mean, the problem is a lot of these like Daphne's like, well, I'm like in life, I'm a shy human being. I would never. So that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Laura Layton would be amazing. I'm just making up her backstory that she's not shy, even though she probably is. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I mean, I loved this, this Kathy appearance at the reunion. I think it was to have a moment with Kyle. I mean, why you cannot have that authentic moment off camera is beyond me, but this is Hollywood. And so that's how it rolls. I don't know if this means she's coming back. And I would love to know what does, can someone ask Lisa Rinna what she thinks about this appearance of Kathy Hilton on the reunion? That is what I would like to know. I mean, I, I'm already over the fact that she was at the reunion. I would like someone to ask when she does her QVC live or whatever the hell it is that Lisa Rin is doing these days. I would like someone to ask her how she feels about Kathy's reunion appearance. Because let me tell you something. Lisa Rinna ain't being invited to a reunion anytime soon. Oh. No, I, it is like, what does Kathy... I swear Kathy and Rick have some sort of hold on NBC. I mean, really. Because, it, it, right? I mean... I don't know. I, I sort of think she's coming back. I mean, she shows up to the reunion, even though she wasn't in one scene so far this whole season. It's very interesting. Although I wonder if Andy just is as obsessed with her as we are, you know. But it's like, you know, be careful what you wish for. Like, look, I mean, I just think Kathy would be, I mean, I don't know. Like, 
it's like fool me once, like sh whatever, you're the asshole, do it twice, I'm the asshole. Like, what does Cassie think she's going back to? Like, are we really going to edit her well? Maybe, maybe we're like, let's not go through that again with all that drama with Kathy. But I mean, it's fair game, right? So like, why would Kathy go back? That's just what I, I mean, okay, for this, sure, have your moment with Kyle. But like, if Kathy goes back, isn't it fair game? I mean, can't we just take her down? Can't we have a, a negative moment with Kathy? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. she's going to trust I, all this again? I don't know. I, th I think in the same way the gays give Erica a pass, they give Kathy Hilton even a larger pass. Like, if yes. Kathy, if what Erica alleged that Kathy Hilton said that DJ is an F, yeah. like, maybe the DJ was being an F. <laughs> like, as a gay man... <laughs> I don't, I'm not bothered so much with Kathy Hilton, who probably has a million gay friends, potentially cause, calling some old bitchy <laughs> DJ an F. Like, it really, it doesn't bother I me. I wasn't By the way, every gay man I know, which I guess, you know, of course, you all can use it, but every gay man I know I uses mean, I that use word, left, right, <laughs> I, I use it. Uncles are forever calling somebody that. I'm like, oh lord. So I mean, you know, I mean, I I use it about myself. I don't necessarily use it about anyone else, but I use it about myself all the time. I, I just, mean, I don't think she's a hateful person. I think she's a charming person. I think she's a very interesting person. I think she's a quirky person. And I think that when you are a good person and you have, you know, you have a good heart. Uh, if you're a little messy or a little bit of, uh, you know, you have a moment, people forgive you for it because at least you're authentic. And I think that's yeah. why it works for Kathy Hilton. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Kathy I mean, could do no wrong in my book. Um, do you want to segue to Tom Sandoval? Sure. Uh, do we think Tom Sandoval is authentic? Apparently dating now a Victoria's Secret model. Did you She's see her? Stunning, She's, stunning. Yeah. She's stunning. She's oh, stunning. She dated Leonardo. She was linked to Leonardo DiCaprio, at least in the past. He's, what did they say? He's 43. She's 33 or he's 41. She's 30. There's a 10 year aged 41 and 31. I mean, we don't know. I don't think it's confirmed. There's pictures of them like almost kissing. Her name is Victoria Lee Robinson and yeah. she's gorgeous and his new movie, I think, is called Tall, Dark, and Handsome or Tall, Dark, and Dangerous, something like that for Lifetime. And I'm like, Tall, Dark, and Dangerous. That kind of does sum up Tom Sandoval here. I, I, Tom is in his, like, victim era. He's doing these interviews and he's saying, yeah, I mean, like, that's certainly a suggestive picture for everyone watching on YouTube. I mean, that Sarah's holding up. Like, he's in this thing where he's just doing these interviews and he's like, I'm sick of it. Like, tell Ariana to shut up, get over me. Like, he doesn't care anymore. And I'm kind of here for it. Right. I, I don't watch Vanderpump Rules because I'm, to be brutally honest, I'm grossed out by straight people and their dynamics. <laughs> so, well, then this wouldn't it's be too, the show. It's I am, too much for me. I imagine Summer House is not necessarily the show for you either. Definitely not. But I will say this. These oh, people are fine. <laughs> Everyone's fine. Everyone survived it, except for this poor, the, like the girl who participated in the affair. Like her Rachel. life seems to be ruined. This is the, you know, the ultimate sexist unveiling of how chauvinistic our society is that this man could do the exact same thing, which actually worse because he was the one in the relationship and, and he's fine and he's doing great and he has all these career opportunities. And the, the other woman is basically 
the one who's been ruined. Um, so I think it's a terrible double standard. And that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's not this girl. She's not, he's not doing bad. I mean, she's gorgeous. And I mean, Tom is, Tom is over it. He's yeah. over it all. I do have to say, I mean, I do think Tom Sandoval was dragged through the mud. I mean, you know, going to BravoCon, I mean, the guy was booed, called everything in the book. I mean, to the point, like, even other cast members, Lala Kent was like, come on, guys, at some point, we have to move forward from this. I mean, I do think he has received, you know, it's not like he's gotten a pass. I, yeah. I mean, I think that people yes. have really come for him. Um I get what you're saying. I think for, and maybe Rachel with her new podcast will have this real, you know, return moment. We have predicted on this podcast that Rachel will be back next season, that, that they need her. They're sort of laying the groundwork. I mean, we'll see, but it was a big week for Tom Sandoval, the girlfriend, you know, he claims that he has offered to buy Ariana Maddox out of their house. She, she has said no, uh, you know, to your point, David, he's like enough. I've told her, stop talking about me. We're moving on. So I don't know. I mean, maybe Daniel, people are getting to the point where they're like seeing Tom Sandoval in a better light. Ariana is, uh, has done very well for herself. Like she's Chicago, come out of this, baby. she's come out of this, uh, bigger star than she could have ever imagined. So at some point, you know, everyone's fine. By Chicago. Everybody's fine. That is true. That's really true. I love that you're turned off by straight people antics, though. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. I, mean, I can't deal with it. I, I understand what you're saying. I, Speaking oh of straight people, what about but, RHOC? Do you watch RHOC, Daniel, Orange County? I do watch a little bit. Sometimes I, I, I never watched up until... I think it just I think during the pan, the pandemic season because I was interested to see how they handled that. Such but, a good um, season, and I'm being sarcastic. Oh yeah, it was really bad. So and I've watched some clips from older seasons, but I know that they're bringing back some older some people from other seasons, which is interesting. I think it's a better strategy than starting completely with a new cast. Yeah, I mean, we tried that in New York, although New York is coming back and it's gonna apparently going to be starting to film. Sarah liked New York. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I really, really liked New York. Yeah. I, and did you get that inside info? I think you got an inside uh, Instagram message I did from someone who copied and pasted, who says they're sort of in the business and RHO, wait, you didn't get that? And and they say RHO and why they know for a fact is filming now and every single person is back. Didn't you get that message? I I don't know how you know I got that message, but I did. Are you they, like because they screen my, grabbed oh. and they said Roni shoots next month? There is no conspiracy. This is why okay. you really every DM people, whenever you respond, just assume everyone's reading it because it's copy and pasted. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess that is true. So RHONY is coming back. You liked it way more than I liked it. I. Right. I don't know how I felt about RHONY. I really don't, to be honest with you. But RHOC is back and it's filming. Heather Dubrow has done an interview where she said, I mean, if all these people know what they're doing. They're all getting you interested in the next season. She's like, reality is stranger than fiction. You can't make this stuff up. And I'm like, that tells us nothing, Heather. Those are like some generic sentences but like alexis is filming with shannon and we still don't know if they had alone time but alexis this girl is dating shannon's ex and it was like the love of her life and and alexis does not want to be full-time she's being a friend of and 
I don't know. I guess I'm more excited about the OC than I've been, but I'm still not overly excited. I'll be honest with you. It's hard to know when these shows are going to just stop. Mm. For me, I think a lot of them have. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, here we are. We all watch. I mean, people hate listen to us every week. So thank you for everyone who hates listens to us and then says all bad things. But I mean, we're still watching, but it's not. It's just, I mean, people do say things like it's lost. It's lackluster. It's not the hate. I'm like, I agree with you. It's just, it's lost. It's, it's, it's oomph. You know what I have hope for this. I have hope for RHOC. Yes. Don't you think Alexis, you know, they're going to get messy. They're going to bring in John Jansen, right? I mean, we're going to see them interacting. I don't know. I feel like this is. I think this could be so good. Tamara, I mean, uh, we just, we need something new with Tamara, right? Shannon Bedore, hopefully we're going to see more of her recovery. The DUI, like, are we going to really see her, you know, repent for all that? Oh, yeah. I'm very interested in that. This is a lot to work with. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm excited, but don't punt the ball. Like, let's just keep it. Let's keep that going, the real stuff, before we go to Emily and Gina getting their nails done at the local, you know, five and dime. You know what I mean? And you never know, like with um, with uh, Real Housewives, Housewives of Salt Lake City, we, you know, I saw the preview and that little ending thing with Heather in the hotel and uh, freaking out. I thought, oh, this is going to be some manufactured thing. It's not actually something scandalous. And then it ended up being oh my God, one of the best episodes of a Housewife franchise ever. So you never know what to expect and what could happen. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a tricky thing to know whether or not to start fresh to bring in a new cast. I think that if if they were to, like one of the reasons for me, uh, the, the new franchise new of, of New York didn't work as well was because they didn't know each other. They didn't. I would really love to see a group of women who actually are connected. I think that's why Salt Lake City worked so well the first season. They all knew each other. They were friends with each other. Um, uh, I think that, uh, that that's sort of the key. And I think they tried. I think when they were casting New York, like they really, truly tried. And I just think they just fell short and they're not going to hire a bunch of, you know, white women so I think when they were looking, they just couldn't find the right diversity. And I just think this is where we ended up. But I agree with you. They, I I feel that was maybe the problem I had with New York, too. I didn't really feel any chemistry between any of these people. Now, look, it's like the first season of a brand new show. Like you, you the longer it goes on, the more we'll feel for these people, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it could only get better, but I didn't feel it. And mind you, with like Salt Lake, you look at that as anything could happen in season two of Roni. Something real could happen, but I just wasn't there. Well, by the way, okay, the Roni, I feel like we're missing the connectivity because Lizzie Savetsky had started out filming with them mm-hmm. and then was cut from the show and her husband. So I think, you know, as everybody has always said, we basically episode four became episode one because they had to scrap all that. So I think 
it seemed like a little bit, maybe Lizzie was like the, maybe the connector. And then, you know, you take that out of it. So it is kind of like, all right, how do these women know each other? How are we going to paint this together? I don't know. I, I loved New York. Bryn you ended did. up being, I did Bryn sigh. I just, they ended up being so much more interesting. And the funny part was I was wow. a huge Jenna Lyons stan. And then I actually ended up disliking Jenna Lyons the most. I thought we learned nothing. She deflected. She used it to promote her eyelash line. She acted so cringy and like not a boss at all. Like, oh, me, me. And it was like, oh, God, get the fuck over yourself. You know, you're yeah. like such a huge icon in the fashion world. But it was so like, oh, don't talk about me. You know, yeah. It just, and I, yeah, I mean, I she and but as supposedly, according to this, you know, insider source, they say that Jenna's coming back. But this is why I love Vanderpump Rules. To your point, Daniel, like it's th this is real people that know each other. I mean, listen, yeah. I'm yeah. shocked it has a 1.3. Like it, the ratings are still really high. It's like there's something about the show that's just so I think it's because they really all are intertwined. Mm -hmm. Do you think Legacy is coming back in any sort of way or these girls are that was their farewell trip? <laughs> I personally think that was their farewell trip. That's honestly yeah. and truly. It has nothing to do with Caroline and Brandy and the lawsuit. I think Girls Trip wasn't coming back anyway. I just think that this wasn't, I don't think the ratings for streaming were good. And like, I don't think it was buzzy enough. Like who really watched it? I mean, yeah. So now five people are going to comment on YouTube. I watched it or Instagram. A lot of these listeners watched it, but the general masses, I don't think did. I really don't think so. I don't think Crappy Lake is coming back. I really don't. Those are my honest opinions. I think all this is over. Sometimes things are of a certain time and, and the, the luster goes or the moment passes. For me, like episode or season seven to 12 of Roni is there's some of the best television ever made there. Like some of those seasons were just so good. You're one of those. I say it all the time on here. I don't know how you okay like yes i know Catherine because she's friends with me so i know that season six of beverly hills and i know new jersey the fateful with my friend amber i don't remember seasons like i don't remember like on roni when Kristen taman was like no that was season seven not nine uh, i'm like how do you know this it all i have a really yeah me. photographic memory yeah like, yeah. I, I have friends that could say like no that song was like 1991 not 94 yeah. and i'm like what? i'm like that yeah, I'm like, that. I have yeah. no idea about any of this. Yeah, um, yeah. I got one last one for you guys, uh, although we can keep going. But um, but I do know I do know you two probably have places to be. Um, OK, but we were talking about Monica. She recently did Dorinda's podcast. Wait, does Dorinda have a podcast, David? Is this is this a podcast or is it like a Dorinda show? Serious radio, which I never okay. hear about this. And then I guess it, it is a regular. I mean, then it comes up. I guess it's like a weekly thing for Dorinda. They essentially had a six minute conversation of if they're on pause or if they've been fired. And Monica seemed to defend that she's on pause. And Dorinda goes, despite what the haters say, I'm on pause. I was on pause. Oh. And so, but Monica seems to imply she thinks she will be back. I'm curious, Daniel, what you think. And David, if this changes anything. Well, I think Dorinda is, I love her, but I think she's a little Delulu. And I think Monica's a pathological liar. Mm. 
I think Monica, I listen, there's a lot of listeners and viewers that think Monica's coming back that think, look, I, I, I think am, I love that she yeah, would like to have a lot of dollar. I, I, mean, I would, I would, I would like to see it. I would like to see it. And I thought her mom was television gold. She reminded oh. me of like Ramona, but like without any of the good qualities of Ramona. <laughs> I mean, does Ramona have any good qualities anymore? She's a nice mother. She's like nice to her friends that she She likes. is, but she won't do everything for her daughter because her daughter was on this podcast and her daughter did not like some things that she said on this podcast and her daughter wanted it. I think I told this story once. Her daughter, Avery was on this podcast for a two-part episode and the first part came out and Miss Avery Singer was not thrilled with some of the press that she got from her, her own statements on this podcast. And then she wanted stuff edited out of the second episode. Did I ever tell you the story, Sarah? I don't know. But I'm telling everyone here, including Daniel. She wanted stuff edited out of the second episode. And it's like, this isn't McDonald's. Like, I'm not just like sitting here to pick up the phone to do what you want me to do. And I said, hey, listen, and this was all through my team and her team. But I was like, this is an unusual circumstance in that I, I, instead of saying no, I will give Avery the actual transcript. She can take an actual red marker. She can cross out every word she wants edited out, but we have to book Ramona on the podcast. That's here how this is going to work. And then Avery apparently got back to my team and was like, oh, it's my mother. I'll just tell her to do it. No problem. What she wanted to do that was some shit she said about her father, Mario. So I was like, oh, I guess Ramona's coming on the podcast because Avery's like, whatever, I'll just tell her to do it. Well, apparently when she went and asked her mother, Ramona, to come on the podcast, like, hey, I don't want this out there and you don't want this out there about dad. Just go on the damn podcast. Miss Ramona did not care for this pretty quid pro quo so apparently as much of a great mother as she is she was not willing to do anything for avery because she wouldn't come on this podcast and then she calls bravo she's not even on bravo anymore this is before she was hired back for girls trip and then bravo has the audacity to call my team and is like we need you know to have a talk and we have such a great relationship with david and ramona wants this edited out and I was like, tell Bravo to go fuck themselves. Tell her, but nothing is being edited. Everything could be edited out if Ramona comes on the podcast. Well, Ramona wanted her cake and eat it too. And I'm like, tell her to go fuck herself. I don't know if I ever told that story, but there you go. There we go. New Sorry. one. There you go. So apparently right. she's a so great Monica, mother, but she won't do anything for her daughter. Go we're, on. We're not yeah. holding out any hope that Monica is coming back. We don't think she... This is depressing. This is depressing. I, I don't know what to say. Well, the I mean, only I, thing you know. I think is like if we're in like episode seven and like we have shit, mm. <laughs> which is the whole reason why I think Anne Marie is there. I don't think they had enough. I think if it's really a shit ass season, I think it is possible. Yeah. I really it's always do. It's always possible. The bridge is open if Mary, if they have Mary back and uh, and Mary and Monica are still friendly. I think that I'd like the idea of her coming back as a villain um, and as like uh, maybe in a um, in a limited role. Um, but the problem, I think, is setting the um, setting the precedent that a fan or someone who sort of has sort of stalkery tendencies um, could could sort of infiltrate one of these social groups. I think, you know, that's sort of the precedent that they don't want to reward. Yeah, I think that's the whole dichotomy. So I think that's why she got fired. I really do. And I think that thing with Andy 
at the reunion, I think that was the nail in the coffin. I think Heather knew what she was doing when Heather kind of punted to her and she was like, Sarah, she, Sarah is over Bethany Frankel and Heather Gay. So yes. when like, uh, when Lisa said something and Heather was like, no, like you told us that production knows that you had told them during your interview and Heather knew exactly what she was doing. And then Monica, because she's a newbie, thought this was like her big moment. She was so proud of herself. She's like, oh, yeah, I told production. And Andy's like, wait, what? If you told production, we never would have cast you. And she's like, I did. I think Heather was sitting there like, bitch, you just fucking buried yourself. Yeah. You don't mess with Andy at the reunions. I know. No. Um, so I think I think that. So I think I agree with you, Daniel, that like it's a weird one. But I really think if they're left with shit, which they might be. But I think just like Vanderpump Rules, this girl you mentioned, Raquel Levis, oh, she's part of it. They talk about her. They show her. They talk about Jen Shaw. I think they're going to I think they're going to talk about Monica for a good first bunch of episodes, whether she is there or not. And so well, come on. And when you make an impact, they're still talking about Alison Dubois 12 years later, 14 years later. Honey, who doesn't want to talk about Miss Dubois? Shout out she's to amazing. Allison. She just had her birthday. I like her a lot. And she's a real smart lady, too. Really smart. Her, I, I listened to her on your podcast. She makes some really good points. She's a smart lady. She, I would like her here every week, but she, uh, it's torture for her to sit there and watch these episodes. So I have <laughs> given up on asking because I feel bad that she just does not want to watch these episodes. Yeah, talk. fair enough. But she is amazing. She's really smart. I, I would agree. Yeah. What else, Sarah? You got anything else? Well, no, no. I mean, I, I feel bad. I mean, poor Daniel. He's the sun is setting on his hotel room. I know it's got all my natural and sunlight is gone. We, we've talked for like an hour here. The guy's like sitting in the dark down no, there. I don't have much. I'm just <laughs> cheating because I'm under a light and I have this fake background because I'm in a hotel room too. And I just like was like, oh, let me just put God. this in. You two in Florida. No, I think we've said it all. And uh, I mean, I'm curious, where can we see? Are you doing any stand up gigs? Yes, um, I do my one-man show off-Broadway at, uh, at a venue called Red Eye NY. Um, it's a Where's new that? gay bar that is opened on uh, 41st, uh, right at the bottom of Hell's Kitchen near Port Authority. Um, it's a great okay. space. They have lots of live entertainment there. And I've been running my shows since October. I've done about 20 so far. It's like a big hit in New York. So I have uh, some shows such a bad gay. I think my next ones are in uh, the beginning of March. I'm taking some time off uh, for February. And then I'm setting up, yeah, there'll be other shows happening in Miami and Chicago and uh, Palo Alto. I have something coming up. So I'm opening also for uh, Jessica Kearson. Who we love, by the way. Yeah. Yes. We're yeah, a huge two, Jessica Kearson fans. Yeah, First of all, weeks, Sarah, if you came to New York, we could go. I mean, I am in New York half my time. I'm such a bad gay that I don't know Hardly any of those Hell's Kitchen gay bars, although my friends do. Um, I mean, I live kind of right there, but um, I will come. But Jessica, I mean, way to bury the lead. So the woman you're opening for, that Bethany is the Frankel. comedian who was on Bethany's show. Yes. Who says Bethany is the most vile person in the world. <laughs> I didn't say it. She said it. Right. <laughs> You'll have to come back and talk all about that, but we should all come see you. Daniel, Definitely. Ask Jessica, ask, Jessica Kirsten's been on my show. I loved, and actually, I yeah. was in an episode of Crashing, HBO's Crashing with Jessica Kirsten. I love yeah. her so much. Um, yeah. You do ask, I wonder, can you get some dirt for us? Like, 
did she ever hear from yeah. Bethany after that? Like, um, I would, I'll ever... ask her. I, I'm friends with Jessica. Jessica and I, I set up a show for Jessica in Tel Aviv when she was visiting Israel. And um, yeah, like we're, we're friends. We've hung out. So I will definitely ask her. <laughs> All right. Well, I love stand up. I, I live out here in LA. I tried stand up. I couldn't stay up late enough. Um, you know, they wanted me to go on it's at 11. Up. I go to bed at nine. I thought I can't, this career is not for me. I, I, I want to yeah. do gay brunches eventually. If I can go on at noon somewhere, I'm fire. But I mean, if you need yeah. me at beyond eight, fuck it. I can't. So yeah. I've never been able to pursue my comedy career. So hats off to you. <laughs> you Thank <can> you. <laughs> it's a late yeah. night and it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to do um, like a one man show. I, I did clubs for years and I will probably I will get into the club scene in New York. I do eventually see myself. I would, would really love to perform at the Comedy Cellar regularly. But uh, the yeah. fact that my show is doing well enough that I can support myself just from doing a one man show is really the dream. What oh, yeah. comedians do you love? Like I've had Judy Gold on here a bunch. Like she's my bod. We love Judy Gold. Yeah. Um, well, I think like what you know, my big influences I would say would would, would have been Kathy Griffin and Margaret Cho, like her first uh like I've big I'm the one that I want. I love that. And I love Sandra Bernhardt stuff from the nineties and the eighties and uh, Bill Maher and uh, you know I, Joan and Rivers. Now, oh, Joan Rivers, the best, the best. And I think uh, now you know comedians are more kind of like my colleagues, and so um, so yeah. But there's lots of lots of great people. What if you, you get asked to do real time? I am going as your date. I am obsessed. I, with like that is my, my vision. That's my okay. vision. I really, right. I've been, I've had lots of uh, requests from like right wing news channels wanting me to talk about the conflict but i'm not i don't want to be used as a talking head for you know the gay these sort of concert yeah gay talking head like i'm not a conservative person i am a progressive i'm a liberal person i would love to be on real time i think it's the perfect uh perfect venue for me what do you think of matt reif the comedian um i don't know who that is who he's had like a he's He's, I mean, he's huge. He's like, well, I love he, that you follow him, David. I didn't even, I didn't even right. really follow him. He's, he's a comedian. No, he's, his career has really taken off. His whole thing is like, he's straight. I mean, you know, I know you're not. Oh, no, I know who you're talking about. He's, he's I don't hot. Know. Yeah. He's very hot. Right. And he says, you know, it's yeah, hard. It's hot? hard to be a really hot guy. Yes, uh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his comedy. There's certain. I actually don't watch a lot of stand up because I don't want to be influenced. Like I don't want to subconsciously steal anyone's material. I and never also, listen to other interviews. I will not listen mm -hmm. to someone else's interview. And then also because I've been living in Europe, I just moved to the United States four years, four, four months ago. So there's a lot of people I don't know yet. So I don't know him that well. I just because well, he just like to me came out of. You don't find that hot? I mean, well, I'm just saying he says, know. you know, it's just like the whole his whole shtick is like when people give reviews, they're like, oh, he's really hot and he had right. to be hot. And it's just it's it's listen, if you don't want to hear about straight people, I'm not sure this yeah. is the comedian for you. You well, might want to stick with Cho or Bernhardt yeah. or I one have, of those uh, ladies. I have no problem with people telling me how hot I am. So I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> he, he says, it's, like he says, 
Graham Filter. I, he no. says it's very hard as a comedian to be taken oh. seriously being so hot. I'm just, no. I'm just telling you. I'm just sharing. Yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. Just yeah. like your girl, you're opening for doesn't like Bethany. I'm just. <laughs> revealing the information well yeah. i mean that is kind of a thing in comedy right isn't it daniel i mean you know if you're a fat comic and you start out that way and you lose weight it is a little bit harder to keep you know where's your material you know that's i get that mm-hmm. i get that I, I lost do- a lot of weight um and but it didn't affect my material because it was never my weight was never about my act um but uh but yeah it's, it's true you know it is a visual uh it is a visual medium people are looking at you I we'll know. have to come I, check you out. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. And, and I also want to go, when you do Tim Dillon's podcast, I also love Tim Dillon. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much oh, for yeah. having me, you guys. It was thank beautiful. You. Sorry, I'm like in the yeah. dark. Here now. You're in the dark. Bye. You're fine. We'll share your social medias everywhere. Oh, thank you. Bye. Love you, Daniel Riles, Ryan Spaulding. Thank you so much. Keep in touch. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.